Well, good morning again, Croydon Jubilee Church and, and anyone uh, watching online. It's great to be with you again. Um, I'm, I'm bringing a standalone message to you today uh, that I am, am calling Look Out for the Lambs. Um, we finished our series in the book of Proverbs. Uh, we had Richard from New Life Croydon come and share what I just think is such an important message for us. I hope that it blessed you. I hope that you can still remember it. It was two weeks ago now. Uh, and then last week, Jim, uh, one of our elders, for those of you who watch online, uh, brought a message about encouragement. And, and I was really encouraged by it. I hope that you were as well. And, and I find myself today wanting to share a message with you, uh, knowing that we've got Palm Sunday next week. We've got Easter Sunday the week after that. And then the week after that, we're going to start a new series uh, just in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Uh, we're going to be looking at what love is. We're going to be looking at, at, at love God's way. Uh, and I'm really excited about that. I'm really looking forward to that. But what I'm going to share with you today is something that's been on my heart for over a year now. It's been something that I've kept coming back to, that I've kept praying into, uh, and something that I think I want to try and work to see uh, it be embedded uh, in our congregation and in the way that we live with one another. Um, it's something that has come into sharper focus uh, during the pandemic, uh, and it's something that I've been encouraged in more recently uh, after a prophetic word that a member of the congregation brought to me uh, the day after we announced that we were exploring becoming one church with Beulah Family Church. Now this message isn't about becoming one church with Beulah Family Church, this is about us, this is about the sort of people that I think God is calling us to be, indeed calling all of his people to be, but I think it's something that that I want us to grow in. It's something that I believe that we need to grow in as Croydon Jubilee Church. And so this is for us. This is for now. This is for the months and years to come. Uh, and I hope that it blesses you. I hope that it, it gives you hope. I hope that as you hear it, that you see a way that you can live like this, that you can behave like this, and that you will uh, have faith that it will have the kind of impact that I, will believe, that I believe it will have on us. As I say, I'm calling today's message, Look Out for the Lambs, uh, and I'm going to be looking at just three verses in the Gospel of John, uh, John 21, verses 15 to 17. And it's, uh, it's the passage where Jesus reinstates Peter. So Peter has denied Jesus three times. Jesus has uh, then been crucified and has risen again. Uh, and now he meets uh, Peter and the other disciples. He helps them do some fishing in a quite miraculous way. And then he sits down and has breakfast with them. And afterwards he talks with Peter. And it's that conversation that I want to look at today. And I think that uh, what I'm going to share with you uh, is going to have an impact on us and the way we live with one another. I think it's going to have an impact on the way that we come across to those people in the world who don't know Jesus yet. And when I say that, I, I honestly don't care whether we're seen as cool or as relevant. I, I honestly don't. You know, God's people living God's way are attractive, aren't they? And I think if more of God's people lived God's way, we would see more people being attracted to the Christian faith. And so that's what I'm uh, believing for as I share this with you, that I'm believing that we will see this worked out among us, that we will become a people who live like this more and more, and that we will see uh, lambs among us. I remember a couple of years ago, I went to um, 
an evangelism training course with my dad uh, called the Fourfields Training Course. It was, it was led by a, uh, a charity called No Place Left. And, and their desire was to see uh, churches equipped to fulfill the Great Commission, to see disciples making disciples. And, and it's so important, isn't it? We've talked about that a lot recently. I, I, I talked about that as being one of the major drivers for why I want us to become one church with Beulah Family Church. And, and it's something that I think we need to grow in. You know, because I don't know about you, but I often wonder why it is that we don't see more uh, of the fruit that I would expect us to see. That as I read the Bible, I'm led to believe we should expect to see. You know, people coming to God, having their lives transformed, sharing their faith with other people who in turn decide to follow Jesus and their lives are transformed. You know, that's, that's the call on us, isn't it, in the Great Commission. It's, it's, it's the kind of the four generations of 2 Timothy 2, isn't it? You know, what you heard from me in trust to faithful men and women who will be able to do likewise. You know, it's that four generations of, of disciples making disciples. That's, that's what I want us to become. That's what I want us to be able to look back on in five years' time and see among us people who have come to faith and people who were among us, who those people led to faith. You know, that's what I'm dreaming of for us. And I believe that God will do it because he is at work among us by his Holy Spirit, because he desires all men and women to be saved. You know, and there are churches where that is happening, but it feels to me like they're the exception and not the norm. And, and I really believe with all of my heart that we should all expect to be in a church where that's happening. We should all expect that this church that we're a part of, Croydon Jubilee Church, would be a place where that happens, where people find faith, where their lives are changed by the power of the gospel. But I know that any half-decent answer to the question of why we don't see more fruit is going to be very complicated. There'll be lots to it. But I do believe that what I'm going to share with you today is, is at least part of an answer to why we don't see uh, more fruit among us, why we don't see more people coming to faith, more lambs in the faith among us. Let's, let's read it. I'm going to read, so it's John chapter 21, and I'm going to read verses 15 to 17 to you. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said. You know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. Now we know that that, that passage is, is mirroring Peter's denial of Jesus, that where Peter denied Jesus three times, that now Jesus is leading Peter to restate his love for him, his desire to do whatever Jesus calls him to do. But I think Jesus is doing more than that here. I think that Jesus is also giving Peter, you know, the, the rock on whom he will build his church. I think he's giving Peter a, a, a sort of priority list 
of how he wants his church to behave. And, and I think this is it. You know, we're called to make disciples, aren't we, of all nations, excuse me, teaching them to uh, obey everything that he commanded and baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You know, we're not aiming for professions of faith. That isn't the aim. Although there are parties in heaven when it happens and although we rejoice too, we're not just looking for professions of faith. We're looking for lives changed. We're looking for people who didn't know Jesus finding Jesus, people who struggled with fear, finding peace, people who struggled with addiction, finding freedom. That, that, that's the sort of transformation we're looking for. That is the effective power of the gospel at work that we should hope to see and that we should expect to see. And so I think Jesus' priorities in this short passage are this. Feed the lambs. Make sure that these lambs uh, are, are called into maturity Make sure that they grow. Make sure that they become able to stand. Make sure they're mature. And then Jesus' next priority is this. Tend the sheep. It says tend the sheep in the ESV. You know, make sure they're doing the things they're supposed to be doing. You know, they know the Lord's prayer inside out, but are they forgiving people who have sinned against them? You know, they, 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 they know uh, how to attend and, and how to be a part of the community, but are they contributing to it or are they taking more than they're giving? You know, this is, this is the sort of stuff that I think Jesus calls us to call people to grow in. And then lastly, feed the sheep. They've worked hard. They're doing well. Feed them, strengthen them, encourage them. I think those are Jesus' priorities for his church. I think they should be our priorities for the church. That's why I'm calling us today to look out for the lambs. Look out for the lambs. Because if we feed lambs well, if we look after lambs well, they will grow and become sheep among us, mature believers among us. If we call the sheep among us to do what God has called them to do, to obey everything that he commanded, you know, to live out the Great Commission, then, then they will be sheep who take their part and play their role in calling lambs into maturity. And then we feed sheep. Absolutely, we feed sheep. We feed everyone, don't we? We want to see everyone uh, fed, nourished, growing, uh, maturing, conforming to the likeness of Christ. That's what we want to see. But, you know, sadly, I believe that we... Uh, that churches like ours, the norm is to get that priority list the wrong way around. I think that too often we feed sheep first and, and we see lambs struggling for food. We see not many lambs birthed among us. We see lambs not coming through to maturity. You know, we see it in the way that we judge uh, our gatherings uh, by the quality of the worship or by the quality of the preaching. We see it in the way that we pour over the words of someone who we'll never meet rather than the words of people who are living with us day in, day out, praying for us, caring for us. You know, we become like dogs with bones over secondary issues and we have no grace for people who think differently to us. You know, when we get that order the wrong way around, I think that we're driven by our own desires and by our own preferences and I think that although they're God-given desires, when, when our desire is for them to be met, when we put our needs first, 
you know, we, we see that not only do lambs not grow into maturity because we don't give them the right environment for them to do so, but actually we remain lambs ourselves. We, we are not acting as mature, excuse me, as mature believers. Where's that water gone? Reminds me of those verses in Hebrews where, where the writer to the Hebrews says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of God. You, you need milk, not solid food. My, my experience tells me uh, that more often than we like to admit it, we find ourselves in the place where the writer to the Hebrews there could be bringing that challenge to us. I want to suggest that all of us, every single one of us, fall into one of three categories. We're either lambs who are lambs because we are young in age, or we're lambs because we are new to the faith, or we're sheep who sometimes behave like lambs. You know, none of us, uh, none of us will, reach, uh, will reach perfection in this life, will we? We, 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 we long for Jesus' return where the stain of sin, the residue of sin in our lives, the influence of this world, all of that will be done away with. We, we look forward to a, a perfect new creation with Jesus. None of us act perfectly as sheep all the time. I know I don't. So we, we sometimes, though, are sheep who behave like lambs. It doesn't mean that we're lambs. You know, if it's a pattern of behaviour, then perhaps we are more like a lamb than we think, but none of us are perfect. When we make mistakes, when we behave like lambs at certain times, you know, in certain situations, you know, we mustn't beat ourselves up about that. And it's important that we recognise this. You know, I, I, I think that too often that we who would call ourselves sheep when we find ourselves in difficult situations or, or encountering difficult behaviour, I think that we're often too quick to say, I'm dealing with a wolf in sheep's clothing here, rather than I'm dealing with a sheep that's behaving like a lamb. And we need to, we need to be aware of that. We need to have compassion for one another. You know, because Jesus is after maturity and unity in his church, isn't he? You know, in 1 Peter, he says, be holy as your heavenly father is holy. But the beauty of the gospel, isn't it, is, is that uh, it was that while we were still sinners that Jesus died for us. And so now that we're new creations, there's no more condemnation uh, for us. And so whether we succeed or fail, we know that God is working all things for good for those who love him. We can take confidence in that. We can have hope in his work that is ongoing. So what can we do about this? How can we see lambs come to maturity? How can we look out for lambs? You know, and I, and I do have some practical ideas, and I'm not going to share those today, uh, but I think there is a way that we can uh, behave as a people, as a community, so that we can have an environment where lambs come through to maturity as sheep. As I say, they'll never not behave like lambs at times. I, need to, I want to stop talking about lambs and sheep. I want to create an, an environment and I want to see it continue to grow where lambs become sheep. And I think that uh, there, there is, there, I want to give you today the ABCs of a culture where lambs become sheep. And the A of the ABC of a culture where lambs become sheep is to accept one another. You know, in Romans 15, it says this, accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you to bring praise to God. 
You know, sadly, many people find that they are judged more within the church than they are outside of it. And sometimes that's, uh, that's kind of, you know, it's, it's not anyone's fault. Sometimes people feel like that because of their own insecurity, because of their own awareness of their, their weaknesses and their failings. But, but we need to accept one another. Sometimes people feel like that because sometimes we can be a judgmental bunch. Sometimes we, can, we wear our, our discontentment on our faces and, we, and we, we don't extend love and forgiveness and acceptance. You know, we forget that although we've been saved by grace, that actually the, the work of God is still ongoing in our lives. You know, we, 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 we are being transformed from one degree of glory to another. We're not there yet. And so sometimes we, we get it wrong. Sometimes we put our foot in our mouth. Sometimes our faces give away, uh, you know, unrighteous attitudes in response to people's uh, kind of immaturity. We need, to, we need to grow in it. We need to grow in being accepting. The B then of the ABCs of a culture that will see lambs become sheep is to bear one another's burdens. You know, in Galatians 6, it says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the love of Christ. It goes on to say at the end of the chapter, for, for we will each have to bear our own load. We enter into one another's problems with each other, don't we? You know, that's what, that's what God did, didn't he, in sending Jesus into the earth, into the world, to, to live the human experience. He entered into our problems with us. He identified with them with us. He knows what they're like and that's what we do. We enter into one another's problems. Now it's, it's important that I state here that, that we do that in the context of relationship, that we do that where we have permission to do so. We don't just butt in where we're not wanted, you know, but, but we enter into problems with one another. We help one another carry loads that might be too heavy for someone to carry on their own, but ultimately knowing that we all have to carry our own loads knowing you know we mustn't create unhealthy dependencies we must we must help people to find their strength in god because ultimately we have to carry our own burdens but we carry one another's we bear one another's burdens and so we fulfill the love of christ and then lastly the c of the abcs of a culture that will see lambs come through to maturity as sheep is this. Chill out. Just chill. You know, some of you, some of us, me at times, we get our knickers in a twist too often. Or if, if you're a bloke, we, we, we get our boxers in a bind. You know, we, 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 we get het up about things that we should be able to just be a bit more chilled about. You know, it says this in Philippians 4, 6 to 7, doesn't it? Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. If we want a culture where lambs grow to become sheep, we need to chill out. You know, I, as a parent, I find one of the hardest commands in the Bible uh, the command which tells me not to exasperate my children. I find that one of the hardest commands in the Bible because my children are not perfect. They're not. I know that will shock you. Uh, they are not perfect. Calling them to change and to grow 
isn't always a quick fix. Sometimes it can be. Sometimes you explain something and they get it and, and they don't do it again. Sometimes it is a slow process. Sometimes it takes calling them into something gradually. And when we do that, when I do that with my children, we're calling people to grow uh, into sheep and to leave behind lamb-like ways of behaving. You know, we need to do that with one another. We need to remember that, that ultimately it's not for us to change people. It's not for us to tell people what to do. You know, God's doing that. You know, he said that he would put his spirit in their hearts, that no more would we teach one another, but that the Holy Spirit would live in us and would be our, our teacher. And so we need to just chill out, accept one another, bear one another's burdens, chill out. Know that God's at work. Knowing that God is, is more invested in, in his lambs growing to be sheep than we are. And so we can chill. We can trust that he wants lambs to become sheep. And so my prayer for us today is this, that we will get better at recognising lamb-like behaviour. And I believe that if we do that, if we, if we recognise lamb-like behaviour, and if we accept one another, and if we bear one another's burdens, and if we will just chill out, that we will see more lambs birthed among us. Not necessarily that we'll have more physical children, but that we will see more and more people coming to faith that we will see that, that, that dream, that ideal of a church where people are coming to faith and their lives are being transformed and they're leading others to faith in turn. Because that's what we want to be, isn't it? We want to be disciples who make disciples. I don't want you to feel that you need to bring someone to church on a Sunday for them to hear about Jesus. I want you to have the confidence to know what you can do with someone, to be able to you know, give, uh, you know, to give reasons for the confidence that you have, for you to be able to know how it is that, how, it, how will you share with this person, uh, this person of peace who's, who's open to the gospel? They want to hear about your faith. They want to hear about why you live the way you live. I want you to know, this is what I'd say. This is how I'd lead them. This is, this is how I would, this is how I would call them to find God. Not to find me, not to set myself up as an example of, uh, you know, of, of piety, but that we would lead them to find God, that they would, they would grow uh, in their knowledge of him once they find him. I'm going to leave it here for today. Um, I hope that that encourages you. I hope that you join me uh, in dreaming for us being a church where we see lambs being birthed, where we see people coming to faith, where we see all of us growing in maturity, that more and more we leave behind lamb-like ways and we behave as sheep, mature, well-formed, living as God calls us to. So let's accept one another, let's bear one another's burdens and let's chill, let's just chill out a bit and let's pray and let's trust that God will do the rest. So God bless you, have a great week, and I'll see you soon. Goodbye.